Hello? Who is this? As well, I'm gonna hit record here. Let me pull that back up. Okay, so now we need to sync. I'm glad you like all this trash here. You can't even see in the video. It's amazing. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I can see it. You said, "Girl, you look a mess." And the honest thing, I am a mess right now. My life's <laughs> kind of a mess. Um, so when we when I say one, that's when we'll clap at the same time. So three, uh -huh. two, one. It'll be like that. No, I won't. That was the test one. You were like, "That's a great light." Okay. Cool. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stay on the Line, a horror genre podcast hosted and created by me, Tara Card. And every Thursday, we talk about something horror genre related. And we are continuing off with our creep show review series, where we are just analyzing and ranking the episodes of each season of Creepshow, located and available on Shudder. I have my shoes on. Let me get comfortable. <laughs> I was like, why do I have shoes on right now? And we are welcome with Zanny X. Hello. Correspondent of the podcast. Show. Are you feeling creep? Show. I'm a little creepy, a little sleepy, you know, because I just woke up even though it's 2 p.m. Period. I'm here. Uh, I'm Actually, no, people. you didn't just wake up. You told me that someone was coming over at 10 a.m. So what's the truth? They canceled. Oh, wow. Yeah. Trade. Y'all understand. Because I've not cleaned this apartment in the way that I cleaned this apartment for them to come over. Because I had so much anxiety that they were coming. Like, that's how my mind works. My landlord was like, we're coming over to inspect your apartment. So I, like, sprayed the walls with bleach and wiped them down. Like, I was so anxious. Honestly. And I was like... It was what it needed it. Yeah, I did. But I was like, I don't want them. Why are they coming? Why are they coming? I don't want them to come here. I don't want them to come here. I don't want to come here. Got it done. Was like, <sighs> and then got a text that was like, we're canceling. We're no longer coming over. And I was like, are you not what? happy that you have a clean house now? No. I mean, I am, but it is what it is. Mm. What else have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of creep show. Oh my I've God. I've been doing some dragaronies, uh, working on some fun little projects. One of my managers listened to this. Uh, hey, Mary, do not fire me, please. At least give me, like, a good, like, week's heads up so I can find a new job. Shout out to Mary, everyone. I like working at my, my day job. I like it. I've been procrastinating on sewing a lot. Like, literally, this outfit behind me, I could have probably had the basics done, like, something wearable done, probably on Monday. And it is now Thursday when we are recording. And it is just pile of fabric over there that's been cut. So that's my life. I've been very depressed. But I'm glad that we are here together to talk about spooky things. Spooky things. So we're talking about what, Zanny? We're talking about the delicious, tasty, spooky season two of Creepshow. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do that one more fucking time. Like a rat jumping around the corner looking for food. It's, uh, it's Ratma. What is it? Uh... Ratma. Ratma. <laughs> I love Ratma. You know, their, ne their next movie's coming out in October. VHS 99. Oh. We're going to have to review it. Yeah! In between yeah. reviewing literally everything else. <laughs> everything else. October, we are booked and blessed for reviewing stuff. Bitch, I'm booked and blessed. Like, I'm in four... I think I'm in four different cities in October. And you said, baby, I'm just trying to make some money. Literally. Anyways. Do you, your, uh, do you have your candle next to you? 
I do. Should I light it? Should we, <laughs> should, should we light it? Oh my god. Now now you asked me permission to do this. Zanny was like, I don't know when I can make noise or not. I'm like, Zanny, it picks up everything, babes. Every sound. The way whenever I, 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 when I thought about it, I was like, that makes so much sense. Like, Zanny was playing with their lighter the last time they were <laughs> recording. I said, Zanny, are you playing with your lighter? And then immediately put it down. Creep show. Ladies, gather around as we... <laughs> As we cast a spell on all the <laughs> negative energies we have in our lives. We said bubble, bubble, boil and trouble. Zanny, would you like to speak something into existence? Yeah. Is it just me or does that look like Whitney Houston? And make sure you block out all of those negative <laughs> energies. Thank you so much, Zanny. It was so <laughs> nice speaking to you. I'll, we'll call you. Yeah. We'll call you. Oh my gosh, whoa, I can't I can't hear you. Hello, Tara? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Hello? Oh. Uh, oh, 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 it I looks like I'm... our service went My negative energy is is, is it you? <laughs> <laughs> I just mimicked me losing my voice. <laughs> You'll have your uh... Okay, yeah, so we're talking about season two of Creep Show. <laughs> of Creep Show. Which came out in 2020, what a cursed year. What a fun mo- Oh, that's crazy. Oh, that means they had to have filmed before 2020. That makes sense, never mind. Ignore yeah, me. I think so. So yeah, we're talking about this season and this is a ranking list. So we will be ranking all the stories in season two from least favorite to most favorite. So Zanny, do you want to kick this off right away? What is your... We're, there's only nine in this one. The last season had 12 because they had six episodes. This one had mm-hmm. five episodes. However, the last episode was just one story, which I'll talk about that when we get to that. So, Zanny, what is your number nine? I we're starting the list. We're also, spoiler alert, if you want to watch this show, go ahead. We're going to be spoiling a little bit of it. Uh, go on Shutter. I know you've seen the message. You've responded to me, so... <laughs> You said, I know you've seen it. Okay, Uh, so... Rank number nine. Number nine on our list. Um, I really hate it. I really dislike this one. Uh, Pesticide. You know what? It was a (laughs) toss-up between Pesticide and The Walls of Madness. Yeah! (laughs) This is like yours, too. (laughs) Bitch, I'm screaming. It literally, I'm telling you, it was a toss-up of, like, anyone... (laughs) I was writing the list, and I was like, is Pesticide my least favorite, or is The Walls of Madness? And then I was just like, you know what? I don't really care for either. So, explain (laughs) Pesticide to us, Sammy. So, Pesticide, um, this guy has pest control, uh, (gasps) and he's there to eliminate some uh, Rotoronis. To me, all living creatures are living creatures. I'm not going to kill a roach just because they're chilling in my space. They can live here, too. Bitch, that's why your (laughs) fucking landlord needed to come over. (laughs) I hope they're not listening right now because apparently this bitch got roaches in her fucking house and she don't. Sadly, they don't come visit me. But I'm just saying, for me, I'm I'm the type of gal like if I'm eating at a Waffle House and a roach is on the table, I'm gonna cut a piece of my waffle off and let her have some because she's worked just as hard as I have. Y'all hear this shit? White people are nasty. Bitch, wipe your ass. You'd be like, I don't wipe the poo particles from my ass because they're living creatures too. (laughs) Bitch, what? No, no. Uh, bitch, you I eat just... chicken nuggets. You eat pizza, hot pockets. You kill those fucking animals, bitch. Well, also, there's yeah. a humane way to get rid of insects in a house too. So maybe, yeah, maybe valid. look into that. Yeah, maybe I use have... your time better. So pesticide. He's a um, 
Also, this guy's from The Walking Dead. He plays Eugene. Yeah, I will say this. The cast for... The uh, cast, y'all? Molly yeah. Ringwald is in this season. In it. Also, who's the guy... Um, no, the girl, the girl, the last episode. Um, she's uh, in, I uh, have her name. It's, uh, I think it's Darcy. She is Janet from The Good Place. Uh, her name is never... Darcy Carden, and Justin Long is in that episode, too. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to that when we get to that. But... Um, not me being like, let me talk about another episode because I don't want to talk about and this one. And Allie Larder <laughs> is in here. She's from Final Destination 1 and 2, Resident Evil. Iconic cast. Every Everyone had a very solidified person, if I'm correct. Ted Raimi plays himself. Himself, which was gag-worthy. But this testified guy... Uh, yes, I do. Tristan told me beforehand. He's a very well-known director in the spooky world. I did not know until Tristan told me. So he shows up to do this gig and... Not Ted uh, Raimi, the pesticide. We're back the pesticide. pesticide. Guy. <laughs> Uh, and he's just the stereotypical, like, meh, I don't, you know, I'm gross, I'm slimy, I'm pesticide, which to me, that, that joke never makes sense to me, mm-hmm. because you're, you're, like, exterminating animals, like, you'd be, uh, to me, that You'd be clean. Would be, like, clean, and would care about hygiene, mm-hmm. uh, and so he basically is hired for this job, and this woman, he's kind of, has this weird altercation with a woman, it's not that important, but, like, they're A therapist, the yeah. Yeah. He's, like, and fully, so, like, hey, can you pay me? And she's, like, in the middle of a session with a client, and she's, like, um... Bitch, can you like relax? Uh, which also confuses me because I could go on, but like he just walks into the office. Like you're doing, like that is so confidential. You would not like you should have, you should not have scheduled those that the the pesticide man at the same time of an appointment. You maybe should have maybe not had that. I don't know. It just there could have been. You could you wow victim blaming. Wow, <laughs> wow, Zanny. Logistic things to the side. General thoughts about this story. It was just weird. I mean, it's, and it was also the part that made me upset was it was, it was so predictable because I was like, oh, okay, I know what's going to happen. And then... Uh, was it know, was it predictable? Because I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. So, like, the pesticides guy is tasked to kill these houseless people by this dude who you are, like, this rich guy, and you're, like, immediately thinking, okay, you're probably bad news. And maybe I'm just confused. I watched it twice, but, like, he gets them all killed, and then he's punished by the same guy. So I was also confused, and so I had to read the Wikipedia page. Basically, he does it by accident. He does not do it himself. He's, like, going to so – this, this this businessman is like, I want to hire you to kill homeless people so they can get off of my property uh, because I've been trying to kick them out and they won't leave, and I need to build, like, a, a big thing here. And the guy's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And he's like, I will give you buku money. Like, I will give you so much money. And the guy's like, I'll, I'll do it. That's a lot of money. And then he goes to do it. And he's like, ah, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. And he like bumps into a homeless man, and that causes him to spill this this poison into this this soup that he's unaware that they're gonna eat. And so then he goes to sleep, and he's like, I like you know I didn't I don't I didn't do it. Like I chickened out. Like I should have done it X Y Z. But I know I killed like one person because he like the guy he bumps into he accidentally kills. And he's like, so maybe that'll count. And then he starts getting haunted by these visions of these like giant bugs attacking him. Uh, but I don't know how that. I don't understand why that demon guy is upset with him. I mean, he technically did. He technically did the job. He did the job. That's why I was like, "This is weird." And then, like, he got turned into a bug himself and got squished, and it was, you know, just foreshadowing. And it was good. It, just, it was no. It was chaotic. It honestly, like, I hate to say this, this was my least favorite one because I, well, one of my least favorite ones. You know, the two bottom spots are tied for me. The rest of the stories are pretty decent. Um, but this is ranked pretty low for me because at what point do we get, it just seems like a fever dream and I understand that's what it's supposed to be. He's like being haunted, but it just doesn't make 
a lot of sense. Like, why is he back at the therapist place? That, because he, I think, uh, I think it was because he reckoned, like, she was a therapist, and he was like, I'm struggling with some type of mental thing going but on. But he didn't, he wasn't driving there. He, like, passed out on the floor, and then he woke up in her chair, and she was like, hey. Team. Like, I would not drag, if I saw someone passed out, you probably should not move a body and just call the ambulance. So I don't understand. And then her, him turning into, like, a little version of himself and being killed. And then the demon pops up, and then he's like, hi, to the therapist. It's like, she never, she never met him. So I don't understand why he's here. Yeah, so it's, it, lots of loopholes. Um, understand the concept. It wasn't bad. Visually, it was okay. Just if I had to pick out of the nine, that was my number nine. Mm-hmm. Well, my number nine was The Walls of Madness, <laughs> which is kind of similar to this one, where it's like, it takes place in, what is was it the Himalayan Mountains, or Mount um, Everest? Something like that. Yeah, it was like a secret... Um... It takes place in a, a secret facility in the mountains and you know there's been a contact breach of something and these two characters are put alone together and it really starts off with this guy in like a mental ward being like you're not gonna believe me and this one journalist who's like i tell me the story because and he's like oh for your book for your book like it's brought up a lot and i'm like okay gail weathers relax this dude's just being gaslit because this demon creature comes out of nowhere and kills this girl that he's around and he's holding an axe and everyone thinks that he killed her and then then he kills this guy because he's gonna get killed by him and then the the old doctor that is there knows about this creature that killed the woman but pretends like it didn't happen literally just gaslighting him more and then she dies by him. There's like this flute, like, it looks like a face hugger from Alien, that a flute. And basically, it's a Cthulhu story. It's a Cthulhu story, and the CGI is wonky. I wish that it was just a, because I know they talk about an anomaly, which is like very like SCP foundation, if you know SCP stuff. Do you know SCP? Mm-mm. SCPs, there's like a lot of stories on them, but um, it's like horror, like little short stories. I think you can even write your own and submit it in there. I wish it just went down that path of they stay in the facility and then there's a creature and just add more characters there. I don't think we needed the insane person thing. I think it could have just all stayed in the facility and then he made like was made to look like he was crazy and then was arrested or I don't know. Yeah. Just, like there's this one scene where he's like laying on his back about to be like He's, like, on death row, and, like, a woman crashes through and is, like, laying above him with a tentacle wrapped around her. It looks really (laughs) dumb. And she gets pulled back. Yeah. And, like I said, it's it's like a Cthulhu story, which I'm like, this has been overdone so many times. That, I was, whenever I, I I was like, this is Cthulhu, and I was like, this gives me Cthulhu vibes. Like, this gives me, like, a, a person who's a fan of Cthulhu did this. Like, like, uh is proud of this work. It was also just like the energies of the character sometimes. Like it, it gave me very early 2000s uh, sci-fi 7 p.m. movie with, with the CGI. Yeah. You know, like it gave me that kind of work. Like I didn't but watch it. But it was like, it was like a sci-fi movie if it took out all the really, really, really boring stuff and just kept out like, it kept in the cliff notes and turned it yep. into a 20 minute episode. The, there you go. I, I wish a lot know, of bad movies uh, did that. When she, uh, when the professor looked at the camera and saw uh, everything that happened, and she just like grinned, I was like, oh, "She, she a dirty, she dirty." 
I was like, she bad. Yeah, but then that nothing. Was, that was funny. She but gets then, killed. So, and she's like, it's all about a concept of time. Like she sees the crazy dude in the future. I don't know. It was just, it was one of my least favorites. Yeah, that one, I was just annoyed with watching. And then pesticide, I was like, I can at least like the weird creatures. <gasps> I just understood what you gag worthy. She saw him, and then he saw her. Yeah. <gasps> Because they're that like flute thing is like, because she keeps saying time is an illusion, which is funny because earlier or and in, in, in an earlier episode in one of the stories they talk about how like film is like a little time traveling device. So I was like, okay, I know they the directors don't know that some stories are similar, you know, when they film stuff. But I feel mm-hmm. like the producers have should have at least known that like some stories are kind that of- because there was a scene where um about this little boom I was expecting in um sibling rivalry for them to like mention orange juice like i kind of expected that because orange it was men- juice? because it was mentioned in model kid the kids, oh. like, you know if I, I, I was just ex- i expected like like you said like where you like some of the like the weird little symbolisms like i wanted the, the sister to be like oh no i don't want orange juice uh yeah. i would have thought that was funny which we'll get into that one you'll you'll that's a, okay that's a little pocket you know so for those listeners. just to like recap my number nine place is the walls of madness zany's is the pesticide and then my number eight place is the <laughs> pesticide and Zanny's number eighth place is The Walls of Madness. Now, we're going to go into our number seven. So, Zanny, what is your number seven ranking? Number seven. Actually, really good segue. My number seven was Model Kid. Model Kid? Really? Okay, yeah. that's interesting. Now, I feel like, honestly, from seven and up, none of them were, like, I wasn't annoyed Duh. watching them. Dot. I will say, like, one through, I will say, like, one and two, I was really proud of. And then three through like seven, I've really like I've remade this list like six times, and I was like, boop, 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 boop. like they're they're so close to each other. So even though it's like number seven on my list, it's still like I thought it was pretty good. Okay, so uh, do you want to explain the model kid cliff notes very quickly, and then reasons boom, boom. for that listing? Basically, this kid is obsessed with horror movies and obsessed with dolls and like action figures and collectible things. Um, his mom is a big supporter. She's very sick. I did not know. I'll get it. The mom is very sick and she's about to pass away. And so she invites her sister and her, uh, her sister's abusive husband. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, I don't think the mom knew at the time, but like you find out. No, I, I think she at least knew that like he was not a good guy. Cause like something was up. Cause when she mentions to her kid, like, Hey aunt, something is coming. And he's like, Oh cool. And then the kid's like, wait, is uncle coming too? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, that guy is lame. Yeah. So, like, uh, they move in, and then this guy is, is obviously lame and is doing a bunch of stuff, and it's awful. And the kid gets, like, an ad that's, like, order this custom doll. It's basically, like, a voodoo doll. Yeah, because he, he actually, the- he's obsessed with horror. He even, he I think he gets the creep show magazine comic books. Because, for those who don't know, creep show started out as a comic book. Mm-hmm. And so then he orders this voodoo doll of his uncle and basically, like, uses the voodoo doll to, uh... Fuck with him, dude. Fuck with him. Turns um, his leg and... around, turns it right back around, so it, like, fuck... Like, he's, like, my leg twisted to his wife, and the wife's like, uh, okay. And then uh, he puts him on a heater, like, the doll on a heater, and the the uncle has, like, a fever. It's like... I like that. Um, uh, and then, like, he uses, like, his other action figures from, like, horror movies to, like, attack his uncle. So then those action horror people come alive in the real world. Mm-hmm. It was good. Uh, the only part that I didn't, that was, like, confusing for me is I was, is, that I was like, meh. Is I was like, you you let your, this person live with your kid when you knew they were bad but not bad, but you had hesitation. Um, also, I mean, I no she was idea. about to die. I think she was kind of just like, I have to 
put my kids somewhere. Put my child somewhere. I did not realize that the mom had cancer and was like dying. Cause at the beginning, the kid's in a Dracula costume. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was like a Halloween episode. And I literally wrote oh, my she was that, playing a, case, uh, a cancer patient? You thought that I was- said, come on, Gypsy Rose, you better work. I love this cosplay. And then she said, I have cancer. And I said- I'm screaming, Zanny. And I just stopped. I was like, oh my God. It even says in the beginning when it takes place, like 1972. Yeah, I like, I literally was, I think I was writing down the name of the title. and was like, boop, 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 boop. And then I was like, <gasps> she has cancer. She's not Gypsy Rose. Yeah, you can't say that to someone with cancer. So that, but then also the thing that made me mad, right, is she's like having this great conversation with her kid, laughing, thriving, surviving, and then it's like, bye, and then turns the corner, is like, <coughs> and like coughs up a bunch of blood, and then goes back to living her normal life as if nothing happened, and then dies. Like, that's okay. Not, like, that's not how that works. You don't know that. You don't know her. <laughs> you don't know her life story. Yeah. The mother does die, and she, I guess she like is haunting the maybe the movie projector because he sees her in there and then like that's what like convinces him she's like me and you're like and the monsters are watching you will always be there for you so yeah like he uses the dolls that like manifest into ripping the uncle in half which was pretty cool does he get turned into a vampire at the end because, like, why does no. she freak out? But aunt is like, <gasps> So she freaks out because, because I said the same thing. I was like, girl, why are you, freak, why are you freaking out? Uh, is it because the figure? Okay. Is all of is the scene set up of what just happened downstairs, which yeah. I love that for cinemata- like, cinemographic uh, energy. Uh, basically, this she comes on this, this really brutal Cinemographic energy. Cinemographic energy. Cinematography. Cinematography. <laughs> you know, I say it. I can't say nothing. Or way. cinematic. Cinematic. Cinemographic energy. <laughs> <laughs> We just making up words. You've been on Twitter too much. She comes home uh, to this awful crime scene. And then upstairs, the boy has recreated it, obviously, with the dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's gooped and gagged. That's really the quote that Tara was saying for the, the past one, The Walls of Madness, where, like, she's looking at the... When she's alive, she's they're watching this movie together. And she's, and he, she's like, I love movies. And she's like, why do you call it a time machine? Uh, that son says that. And then she's yeah. like, well, it... it it basically encapsulates you when you watch a movie or like who you watch a movie with. And she says yeah. to him, I'll always be there with you and literally dies watching the movie with him, which is sad. But um, yeah. we said AMC yeah. theaters. I was like, don't give me the speech. <laughs> was it Nicole Kidman? Who was it? Yeah, Nicole Kidman. It just cuts to Nicole, like Nicole Kidman's face. Goes Heartbreak face. feels good in a place like this, guys. <laughs> But I like this story. I don't think there's necessarily anything bad. I mean... It's a heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Dies on your son. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought the story was fine. I mean, I obviously ranked it different from Seven, so... My number seven was The Right Snuff. So, hmm. The Right Snuff is a story about these two astronauts in this weird little space machine that has, like, an anti-gravity machine that one of the astronauts made. And I forget the guy's name. He's in Clueless. He's in one of the uh, Freddy movies. Um, mm, that makes so much sense. He's like the skater boy in Clueless. Mm-hmm. I, f- I forget his name. Honestly, I thought he was married to Neil Patrick Harris, but I just got the white dudes mixed up. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. I had to Google it. And I know I'm not the only one, because it was like, this actor's name married to Neil Patrick Harris. And they were like, no, this guy is married to this guy. They said, no. <laughs> He's not even gay, I don't even think. So, um, yeah, it takes place on this space station. And they get in contact with an alien creature. And so they're the guy, 
clueless guy. I think his name's Ted. Ted is like, he's told by basically the America to be like, you're representing us and you have to go talk with the creatures. And his friend, friend, quote unquote, is like super fucking jealous that Ted made this anti-gravity machine and he's getting all this fame and that all, all creepy dude is known for is just being the dad of the first guy who went to the moon, or to Mars. Yeah. And I was like, how did you qualify this for this job? Because he's like seeing his dad and like hears his dad's thoughts in his head. And I was like, did you pass the... I saw that iCarly episode when they have to <laughs> pretend like they're in space for a long time. You're telling me you passed that exam? Because this guy's crazy. Also like mentally unstable. Well, yeah, the same thing is crazy. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for mansplaining that to me, Zanny. Uh, but... He's, like, so jealous that when Ted goes into the other room and they're, like, checking out, like, if everything's working on the ship, he, like, malfunctions the room to lock and he turns on the anti-gravity thing, I guess, to put on a lot of pressure, which I'm like, why would you put that option in your fucking space thing? Why would you have it be an option for you to turn the pressure up by, like, a thousand so that's what the crazy dude does. He turns up the pressure so high in the room that Ted just, his bones break and his face just implodes in on itself. Which is, it's cool. And the gag is, you know, they're about to beam what's supposed to be Ted up to the aliens to talk. The crazy guy goes and he's like, hey, I'm here to to talk to you. And he said, you're not Ted. You're supposed to give us your report. And the gag is Ted was a fucking alien and was tasked to go to planet Earth and be like, let us know that the species is okay. And he was murdered by the crazy dude. And so the aliens, which the alien looks cool. It's like this huge creature with Literally. a brain with one eyeball. And he was like, he basically goes, well, fuck you. Uh, your planet sucks. So you know what we're going to do? Send the moon into the Earth and kill everyone. And that's your punishment. Bitch gag. So the fucking... Like... Before he dies, because they send him back to the ship, he gets a news broadcast, and it's like, hey, we got a clip from the station, let's watch it, and it's Ted literally dying, and they basically all realize before they die that the crazy dude just fucked everyone over, and the moon crashes in and kills everyone on the planet. So, cool story, I think, you know, it just wasn't that, I just, I I think it just needed, like, one more character. Yeah, I think you just need one more character and maybe not the whole like I think I'm actually confusing the character names but um no Ted was the it was Ted and Alex and Alex was the one that wasn't uh Alex was uh, the 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 crazy one yeah I I think it could have been fine without the monologue of his father in his head and then you see the father that Um, well that too is and this is like a, a thing that I'm noticing with the like creep show there's like these tropes that um they have to over-explain it, which is crazy for me to say because I love over-explaining and I love over-analyzing. But, like, the character at the very beginning was, like, I had to work, like, no one supports me. Like, the media, when they do, like, a broadcasting interview is, like, thank you so much, Ted. Like, we love your hard work. And, like, completely dismisses Alex. And then, yeah, Ted has to be, like, Alex is great, too. Yeah, like, and, like, that, I was, like, that's all you had to have. I didn't have to have the dad being, like, you're not good enough. Like, obviously, all of America doesn't think you're good enough. I don't need another 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 chapter of something like, yeah it was so long you don't have to beat me over the head with it you just have uh, to turn the pressure all the way up until I, my head concaves on itself and then like there's one scene where like alex is hearing this weird slimy like yeah which is like the thing. alien 
contacting, which, which I wish he we got a like a scene of him like going in and it's like Ted being like, "Oh hey, what's up?" and you don't that, like, you're confused. That because instead he just goes and then walks away, and I'm like, "You were literally okay." So that's yeah, I feel that. To that be was, fair, he's hearing everything. He's hearing his dead father speak to him. So that's valid. You said he's hearing a lot of things right now. So yeah, that's why that was my rank number seven, just because I feel like it wasn't necessarily bad, but there was other stories that I liked just a little bit more. My rank number six, number six is Dead and Breakfast, which is a good pun because I was like, why does everything have dead in it? Not light of, Night of the Living something, dead something, but it's supposed to be a pun on Bed and Breakfast. So it's an Airbnb story of Allie Larder, who we talked about earlier, who's from Final Destination, and her brother. They have uh, basically an Airbnb that's not going well of their haunted house by that that their grandmother killed a lot of people in, but they never found the bodies. And there's a, a social media person who goes there, and she's, like, really popular, and she's like, well, I'm going to see what... I'm going to check this place out. And they kind of, like, take her up on it to help bring in some traffic, which it does, but when she's not having a good time... They start to lose their booking reservations, which I'm like, if you cancel, you get a cancellation fee. Like, y'all just throwing money around like that? Okay. At one point, the social media person's like, hey, you know what? I know we got off on a bad foot, but let's, like, investigate together to see if this place is actually haunted, if your grandmother actually did anything. Because Allie Larder's character is so fucking offended that someone thinks that her grandma didn't kill anyone. So they go in this whole thing. They find, like, trap doors, a fucking giant safe room with a sewing machine in it, which is literally me in my room, <laughs> just sewing in a dark room. And, you know, they find nothing. And Allie Larder is like, I'm going to scare this bitch so hard um, because she's fucking with us. Like, she's ruining... It's very much like Superhost, if anyone's watched Superhost. Like, even, like... The, the gag is the social media girl, like, finds a hidden passageway, looks at them talking about, like, oh, we hate that bitch. And she's like, instead of leaving, she goes, okay, I'm going back to bed. And Allie Larder comes into her room, scares her, gets fucking pepper, ghost, what was it, ghost pepper sprayed? Yeah. Allie Larder's character is like, oh, bitch, I'm now really gonna kill you. And then yeah. does. She, like, really fucking kills her. And then the brother is like, oh, my God turns the camera away because she was still live streaming like guys please help me and i like reading the comments it was like Same. like one of them was like it said the sister's name like yes queen like yeah. <laughs> like when she they killed were, her they were so funny yeah so he turns the camera away and then hangs his sister and then now he's making all this money uh it's like well i guess this is a murder house now a murder suicide house but then he falls into a trap door and then they you see all the dead bodies there and he gets trapped in there too so that, I think it's a pretty good story. That's I mean, like I said, it's number six. It doesn't mean that it's an awful story. Um, I liked. I, I think Ali Larder did a really good job. Her screams. She's a really good screen screen queen. So yeah, we're gonna go to an ad break, and when we come back, we're gonna be talking about more creep show. Creep show. Have you ever wanted to support the continuation of Stay on the Line, but you don't know how? Well, here's how. On Patreon.com, you can support the Stay on the Line podcast for just $1. 
Each tier has their separate benefits. Some include early access to episodes, video additions to the podcast, commentary tracks, and much more. Not convinced yet? I'll show you how to even sew a little on the Patreon. Yeah, you too could be a fashion girl up in this bitch. So, if you would like to support, head over to patreon.com forward slash stay on the line and you can start supporting the podcast and its continuation today. Spirits. Spirits call. I blew them all out. Spirit. I got one still in here. Spirits. Spirits called to me. Zanny, what are we doing? Oh, hello, Tarot Card. Uh, I'm speaking to you through my candle. Uh, oh, hey, girl. We are coming back from a delicious ad break where we uh, are going to buy the things that they told us to buy or listen to. Or Your call what? cannot be accepted right now. <laughs> We're coming back from an ad break. How are you? Good. Yeah, yeah. That was one of your top stories, right, Zanny? Yeah, that was one of my top stories. I liked it. I liked um, the fact that it was, I don't know, like, it was like a trope that I was like, this is this is modern, but, like, funny and camp and, like, it made sense. And I also liked that it was, it was, uh, it was so realistic. Like, it could actually happen. And I liked that it mixed the worlds of, like, this older generation that doesn't know how to use social media and, like, this younger generation that's, like, obsessed with social media and kind of merged them into, um a good little sandwich of, of a problem. Mm-hmm. And then, like, also, like, it was the first time that, like, I've seen a movie where, like, someone, like, a, the, the younger person is, like, a social media influencer, but they're not, like, LOL, yes, queen, work. Can we I are slaying the pussy down. Out? And I like that her name is uh, Morgan, but she goes by Morg. I was like, oh, yeah. that's kind of cool. I ain't gonna lie. Like, she was just, like, I do a true crime podcast, and I'm, like, she was very down to earth. So I was like, okay, I Okay, but this. can I say something? I hate to interrupt. Say something. I like that they added the the that true crime podcasters do not know their fucking boundaries, and they ex- I think they exploit a lot of people, and I think I do like that meaning of the story in here because honestly, some true crime podcasters. Whenever I do a story on like someone dying, I don't specifically say people's names. I don't do anyone who was murdered. Um. If someone dies tragically that was, like, forever ago, I'll talk about that. Or I'll talk about someone who survived a tragic event. But I feel like to say, to glorify a murderer or, you know, make profit. I'm not making a lot of profit. I make, like, probably five cents an episode, y'all. But, um, (laughs) subscribe to the Patreon. Um, but, you know, like, they're profiting off of these people, which I guess that's kind of what Allie's character does. Allie Larder's character is profiting off of... Now, we all like spooky stories, but I don't know. I feel like some true crime podcasters, they they exploit a lot of people. Some of them actually have helped in terms of some legal cases. But it's like, oh my god, can y'all stop talking about that one woman who went in the elevator and then wound up in the water tower on top of the hotel? We get it. We know that fucking story. Leave it alone. Like, leave some of these people alone. The same with wow. Jeffrey Dahmer. Let these... I know someone's cousin who was one of, like, my friend's cousin was one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims. Like, he always has to see the story every single year. Like, people make, Ryan Murphy making a new fucking thing, or Evan Peters doing a new fucking thing. You know, like, these victims are exhausted because they have to, they're re-traumatized by everything. So, that's my little rant on that. But this story is pretty good. So, continue on what you were saying, because I interrupted you. No, but I I actually fully agree with that. Like, I think it definitely, uh, there were some moments where it 
uh, shows that obsession a little too, like where you're like, this is this is real though. Like people really do be doing this sometimes. Um, and so I liked that, and like I, I liked how uh, Homegirl's character like m- like mentally goes insane, insane with her uh, obsession of her grandmother, mm-hmm. and she does it very well because like at first she's like. Like the brother's like, why are you excited about this? Like, why are you trying to prove that our grandmother mm-hmm. did this? And she's like so passionate and so excited about it that it allows and manifests into her doing it. Yeah, even um, Morg. Morg is like, your your grandmother was crazy, and she goes, "I'm not crazy." That. So, so I, I love the really like, interesting. Like the the layers, I thought it was a, I thought it was executed uh, very well. I think that this, I would love to see Creep Show go into more single episode stories because I could see this being a single episode story. Mm-hmm. So we could flesh out more of these characters. Also, who in their age is calling their grandma grandmother? Yeah. Is that me? Do you say grandma or grandmother? I said she's my grandmother. Or like granny or something or grand grand like we all have like no one oh no yeah. one casually says father or mother, you know. Yeah. You say mom yeah. or dad. So I think yeah. that's the only thing that bothered me. Also, little nitpicky bothering me. She's live streaming in landscape, bitch. When are you live streaming in landscape? It's mainly in portrait. Stop. Y'all were duped. Y'all been hey, duped. So that was my number six. So what was your number six? My number six was pipe screams. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, like, a lot of these were just, like, shifted all over. It wasn't my favorite, but, like, that's on my list that's obviously higher for me it's which the story is just uh kind of similar this plumber is hired to do this job to fix this apartment complex it's falling apart there's a hole in the pipes uh gets there finds out it's lead pipes is like i can't work on this and the landlord is like oh well, she's like he's like it. i can work on it but i need to just do entirely new pipes oh yeah yeah, yeah. he's like we have to he's like we have to gut it out and we have to put whole new pipes it's gonna cost you all this money and she's like, actually, and the landlord is this like stuck up little little white girl. The landlord, like, little white girl, she's old as hell. Her name is Barbara is Camp- Crampton. She was in Reanimator. She's in Jacob's Wife. She was in uh, Your Next. So she's got some acting creds to her. And she was good. She was good. Uh, but she was like, uh, that's why I hired you because you have the worst review system on the platform, like in the universe. And then he's like. No, like that was my brother. Like he worked for us. Like he's not here with us anymore. X Y Z. And she's like, it doesn't matter because if you get one more bad review, then you're not gonna have a business anymore. So you're gonna fix these pipes. And he's like, okay. Uh, and in the process of doing so, uh, he finds this creature that is like, it's just, like a blob. Yeah, it's very. It's just gunk. It's hair. It's it's gooey. It's disgusting. Um, it was very gross, and it like attacks. And so, really long story short, he recognizes that this thing's been living in the apartment forever. He befriends people that live in the apartment complex. So, like, this landlord is awful. Like, they're, they're and racist. racist. She's mean. She's racist. She's a like awful, awful, awful human being. And so then he's like, "Well, how are we going to kill this creature?" And then one of the girls is like, "Maybe let's not kill it. Let's use it." And then he's like, "Ah!" And so then they use this creature to kill the landlord. Yeah, they lure uh, her into the basement, and everyone's got weapons. I wish someone had like in in <clears throat> Halloween Kills. Someone, everyone has like bats and knives, and there's this woman in the background with a fucking iron. <laughs> I wish it was a woman in the background with an iron, so that we could just continue on with her story. Yeah, we could just we could carry on. Um, but, but yeah, they lure her to like this, uh, this like hole in the the basement, and then the creature comes out and pulls her in and kills her, and then they kind of like just keep the keep the creature and like feed it, which that, is like cute. But please stay there. Doesn't fix the problem of the pipes. 
Well, maybe they're like gonna band together and just get the pipes done. Yeah, because now they know. they don't have a landlord, so I mean, I guess they can just own do, the building, do whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was cute. It was a fun concept. Uh, obviously we could dissect loopholes and things like that. The weird part was like his whole hand gets ripped off at one point. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's like, like the Ooh. skin. It's like bones, right, y'all? We see yeah. like we see like bones and muscle. And then but, you see the creature. You see the creature in the corner, like 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 sucking skin into its mouth. Yeah. It was so gross. But then Ooh. it like jumps on his face. So I'm expecting because I like this character so far. He's like our, yeah. he's supposed to be our main character, and it jumps on his face, and I'm expecting, oh my god, he's gonna pull this thing off, and it's just gonna be his fucking tongue exposed, like Ooh. no jaw. But his face is fine. So I was like, fine. oh. But it is kind of like the blob, but it can get off of you, but it does like have some ex- acidic properties to it. So. Yeah. And then, like, uh, I don't know, it was just, like, some things that, uh, like, they really, again, like, they overplayed that the apartment is falling down so intensively um, that it's, you, you go into one of these units, and the unit is just awful. Like, it's foul. Mm-hmm. And the the woman that lives there is like, rats, ill. See what you're living in? Like, you're that shocked by a rat? Your wallpaper is completely peeling and yeah. covered in mold. Like, you, you're really shocked that there's a rat in your in your apartment? Unlike you, some people don't want to live with vermins and all this shit. You want to live with the rats and the roaches. But you don't want to wash your damn tights, bitch. That's probably what's luring them in. My tights are washed. I wash them after every third show. You get uh, only three shows in a year. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was my number six. Or that was your number six, and then Dead and yeah. Breakfast was my number six. So, number five... My number five was Sibling Rivalry. I do like this story. So, and it has Molly Ringwald, which if you don't know who Molly Ringwald is, watch The Breakfast Club, watch Pretty in Pink. That's, you're, you're going to see her. When you you know what else she was in? She Secret was in... Life of an American Teenager. Oh, okay. I was going to say she's in some horror movies too. Yeah, I didn't even recognize that. Was I watched Secret Life of an I didn't recognize it either until I was uh, looking at the creds. I was like, yeah, oh, I shit. didn't know until I watched this one and I said, oh my God. That's Molly, and I, was like, oh, and I said, that means that must have been Molly. And then I checked the casting, and I was like, holy shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, so she's playing like a, is it a principal or? Uh, I think gal- she's the school counselor. The yeah, she's like a, a, a school counselor who's listened to this, listening to this girl who is very much like Zanny. She gets off topic very easily when she's talking about a subject. And she, <laughs> the main thing is that her brother is going to, has been plotting to kill her, and the guidance counselor is like, okay, well, anyways. Molly Ringwald does really good. I um, I think the acting in this is pretty good. But it turns out that the brother sh- is trying to actually really kill her because she's a vampire, and the prospect is really good when you see her eating people. She accidentally ate her mom and her dad, and the brother witnessed the whole thing. Because her friend turned her into a vampire. The only reason I do not like this story is because it ends with them going to kill Molly Ringwald's character. And I was like, why didn't it end with them focusing on giving us a story of killing the friend that turned her into a vampire? Because we just get a quick cut of being like, hey, so where's your friend? She's been missing. And they decapitate her, obviously. So I wish we just focused on that. Like, And that was the end. I feel like there was no need to... Because she turns her brother into a vampire, too. Reasons. That's yeah. pretty much it. That's the story. It's middle of the road for me, so. It was, like, the ending I really liked. The ending parts of the story I really liked. The end of the middle I really liked. 
I was not like it, it just took a it was a really long climax to get to that point. And then also like and this where the other one like they played like that young teenager kind of persona who's just like so down earth. And I was like, I like that. Like you're how an actual teenager person is. In this one, I was like, you're overplaying. It was a little bit overplayed. Like Molly is literally like, why? Why do you think your brother's killing you? And then instead of just being like. Well, like I saw them researching weapons and I saw this and I saw that and I saw XYZ, like this is why she's like, Well, first I like woke up and like I went to get coffee with my best friend Diane and, and like his, and his my hot, stomach. Uh and his hot brother, which that scene made me very uncomfortable. That uncomfortable. I was like, why is this needed? And then at one point she's like, and then I was asleep and like my best friend kissed me while I was sleeping, but like I kind of liked it. And Molly's like, Oh, so you were like sexually assaulted. And she's like, no and i was like this is this is the, these layers are uncomfortable and yeah. i don't like this and this is giving a really it just this this whole thing is is very uh, it just that was that whole thing was just weird for me mm-hmm. uh but then towards the end i like the prosthetics for the face Pro- i was gonna say prosthetics were pretty cool oh my gosh that was like i was like this is not i will say this when i saw that i was like that's not what i think a vampire is I was like, you could have saved that for, but then I was like, but also I'm okay with this interpretation. Well, I mean, remember uh, the, the interpretation of VHS 94, how the vampire was just like a giant mouth. Team. I thought that was cool. That's team. That, that makes, and I wonder if that was where they were going with. Uh, this movie, this show came out first. VHS 94 hmm. came out in 21. Team, just kidding. But yeah, that was, that, that, the prosthetics were everything. Uh, wasn't expecting it, gag worthy. The only thing I didn't like was like then whenever the the friend went and bit her on the neck, like she didn't have something similar. It was just like oh yeah, little... it was just little fangs. <laughs> I was like, this isn't plot hole, plot hole. Um, but yeah, that's why that was my number five spot. So Zany, what was your number five spot? Um, my number five spot was right snuff. Oh, okay, so, and yeah, we already talked about that. Yeah, which like I liked it. It was good. It just I liked I liked the storyline. I really liked the storyline. I'm glad that we could get that to that point very quickly. Number four. My number four spot was Pipe Screams. Just because I, I like the poetic justice of <gasps> the... Uh, yeah! uh, the poetic justice of being like, we have this creature, what are we going to do about it? And instead of being like, we're going to kill it, they were like, no, we're going to kill the real monster, which is landlords. <laughs> yeah, racist landlords. So. Me literally cleaning my entire apartment because my landlord is coming to <laughs> This Zanny is not threatening their landlord in any way. I want that on the record, and not yeah. about it. So, um, so what was your number four spot? Uh, my number four was sibling rivalry. Which oh, is why I made okay. that face because I was like, that means our two and three. Oh, oh my god, we had two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh my god, look at us. Um, yeah, like these stories, like are not bad. They're not bad no, stories. They're really so. good. They're really good, and they're fun. Uh, I like. I said to Tristan, like. Acting, cinematography, CGI, like, so much, I don't want to compare, but so much better than the first one, uh, Creepshow 1. The only thing is their stories took longer to get into, which is ironic because Creepshow 1, I was like, they're just jumping into it. Uh, And I was like, I want more time. So season two, I was like, did we get that? I like this. Yeah, I'll give my overall opinions on the season at the end, but yeah, I'll... I'll go back to that. But yeah, number four was sibling. Cool. Oh my God, look at us. So, Zanny, what was your number three spot? <laughs> Night of the Living Late Show. Okay. This is the episode in the season that was just individually its own episode. 
So this stars Justin Long and Darcy Darcy Carden. So Justin Long's been in Jeepers Creepers. He's been in Tusk. He's been in a lot of movies. Darcy's been in The Good Place and a lot of other shit too. So Justin Long's character Simon makes this device, which is like it's very Ready Player One. Like it's a whole like it looks like a tan. It looks like a tanning bed, but it's really cameras all in there, and it's VR. And it basically puts you inside of your movie of your choice. And you're basically acting in the movie. And they're playing real shots from the movies, too. Uh, which is kind of fucking insane. Because we get Night of the Living Dead in there. Which is just really cool how they even... Like, I know it's a green screen, which kind of... It looks very obvious that they're in a green screen because everything else is kind of blurry. But I do like when they do incorporate new scenes into it. That they're... that. I like their intentions. So he's basically cheating on his wife with... It's like an episode of Black Mirror. He's cheating on his wife with one of the characters in his favorite movies. And she finds out because he's just butt-ass naked in the fucking... Butt-ass naked. Butt-ass naked in the machine. And he... Just moaning. Yeah, literally just moaning. I was like, girl, you just gonna wake up and there's just come All over your camera? Yeah. All over the cameras? Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to have, like, glitches in the next simulation? or And, you know, she she even tries it out. Cause she's like, what the fuck's in here? And the creature even, like, hurts her. Because she gets out of the, the booth and, like, her eyes are bleeding. So she realizes anything physical that happens in there can happen to you in the real life. So when he's in there again, she changes the movie to Night of the Living Dead. Which is really cool. It's a really awesome movie. If you have not seen it, go see it. Um... And I think it's kind of cool because I think George A. Romero directed that. And George A. Romero, I think, helped direct the original Creepshow movie. So it's kind of like full circle. And, um, yeah, she cuts off his thumb. Uh, His wife cuts off his thumb so he can't press himself to get out. And the zombies basically eat him alive so he dies in the real life, which is so cool. What was your reasoning uh, for ranking it at number three? One of my favorites. I liked the, the quality of it, the production of it, the thought, like the concept of it was really, really, really good as well. Uh, casting, I loved the casting. I am obsessed with her and I'm obsessed with him. And then I just like kind of liked the energy of uh, virtual reality. Like that's, a, I feel like that's something that's going to be, it's already been, like it's been in Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. It's been in a few other little uh, snippets here and there. It's been in Ready Player One. Like we're starting to get into that world where, um, it's we're because where, where the augmented and VR, virtual reality, yeah. is becoming our reality. That, ooh! She's a spokesperson. OR. She works for, she works for Meta. Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck Meta. Fuck Meta. Yeah, but it's like, it's something that, like, for it to be turned into, like, a spooky essence, I was like, this is kind of, like, I'm here for this. Like, this is art. Like, this is, like, a, like, this is a, becoming a, uh, Film trope, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only thing I didn't like is, like, she changes the movie at the end, so I would have maybe just, like, maybe instead of the whole focus of it being, like, a weird horror movie, they could have just, like, he could have been watching anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, He could have literally watched, like, a movie about falling in love, and, like, he was, like, the main character, and, like, that would have liked that a little bit more. Well, I think it's just because it was his favorite movie, and his first crush was the character from that train movie, too. Yeah, but... um, Christopher Reed. If you don't know who Christopher Reed is, he's, uh, I think, Samurai. Samurai, or whatever his name is, and Count Dooku. I think he's Count Dooku, too. Yeah, he mentions, like, five different things. He's like, you're this and this, and you're this and this, 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 this. It really was a good movie. The top three, I just, I really was like, I don't know. I think the only thing I would change is that because this one was longer, to me, ironically, this one was a 45-minute episode, and it could have been a 20-minute episode. Um, Mm, I like how long it was. Also, it's Christopher Lee, not Reed. I'm sorry. 
I liked how long this was. I, I actually hope they do longer episodes. Well, not necessarily longer episodes, like past 40 minutes, because I think 40 is the perfect. Do not become American Horror Stories, because that show's garbage. But I think, like you were saying, like, Dead and Breakfast, I could see that being a longer episode. The other ones in this series, like, I could see my number one. We haven't talked about it yet, and we'll get to it, because I know it's your number two. Um, <laughs> I, I could see that being a longer episode, and um, Sibling Rivalry, I could have seen... Pipe yeah. screams could have, yeah, you know. Um, I like this story. Obviously, it's ranked different for me, but... What was it for you? My number three yeah. was Model Kid. Oh, wow. Just because, you know, it's the first episode, and we're getting a taste for the new season, and, you know, it's sad. It's a sad movie. I think it's shot, or a sad story. I think it's shot well, and it, I think it meshes well in the end, so I think that's why I ranked it as number three. So. That's valid. But Night of the Living Late Show, I think the cast was good. I, the concept is interesting. I like that, like, towards, like, when she, like, finds out that he's been kind of cheating on her, when she's even in the simulation, she's like, fuck you, bitch, to the <laughs> to the, the woman, because it just plays off where they were last at. And there's also, like, when she's, like, when he's eventually going to go back in, then she's like, you want some coffee? How about some breakfast? You're not eating your food. Because she's obviously trying to fucking kill him. She even has oh. her, like, her cleaning supplies ready for when he dies. So, oh. um, I think it was good. I think Darcy actually did a really good acting in this, too. So, that, for me, because we're going to go right into it, is my number two spot, Night of the Living Late Show. I think it was pretty good. Pretty tense too, and I think it. I think it was just a perfect. I think I honestly don't think it needed to be longer. Don't think it needed to be shorter. I think it was just a perfect, um, perfect little moment. Yeah. So I mean, with two great actors like that, like I wouldn't want it shorter. What is Hello. your number two spot? Two, 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 two. Uh, my number two was public televised of the dead. Television. Public yeah. television of the dead. Ah uh, yes, public televised. <laughs> <laughs> I just, this was iconic for me. Uh, I thought this gentleman, it, they work for this news station, uh, this television station, it's very PBS kind of vibes. This girl is kind of a cunt. She tells kids stories uh, in real life, but like outside of it, she's just like kind of a bitch. Uh, you and mean she's in, like, I want... on TV, she's nice, but in real life, she's a bitch. Yeah, and she wants the 3 p.m. time slot desperately because like that's going to prove her worth. Um, and so she's kind of like, you know, like, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. This like, Robert Nam, man, who is like obviously a portrayed image of Bob Ross. Oh, you mean Norm? Is... I think his name's Norm or something. Norm, Norm, yeah, it's Norm. Yeah, he looks uh, exactly it's... like Bob Ross. The whole, like, he's doing the same thing of like cleaning the paint. It's obviously a same... Bob Ross nod. Yeah, and so like uh, that's his time slot. And the the production person is like, look, like that's been there forever. Like we can't take that. And she's kind of threatening, and she's like, you're gonna give it to me, or you're gonna get fired. Because she's uh, racist as fuck too. Because she's like. Stop. She's like, well, what are they... I'm going to tell my higher-ups, and what are they going to think about a, someone like you doing this to me? And then she even calls her, like, sister. Like, it's very, that, I very, was like, very racist. And she's even like, well, I'm going to go wipe my ass unless you want to do it for me. I was like, girl... The whole time I was like, I am waiting for you to get your come-ups, bitch. That, uh, I, I, I um, want you to just eat absolute shit later. So this is going on, and uh, while this is all going on, there's, like, another, you know, studio space in the same filming area, and it's one of those, like, appraising, like, antique shows. Someone brings this antique book. Oh, yeah, classic. Um, you remember the antique uh, things, like, 
call right now and you can like even I know that because I would, like when I would visit America and I'd wake up at like 3 a.m. and I'm like I want to watch cartoons and that bullshit was fucking on. I loved it. I, I watched it as a kid. I was like, <gasps> that get a real authentic sword. Yeah, and so that's going on. It's basically the Book of the Dead, and it has a lot of necromancy stuff. Well, no, stuff no, no, we can't go over it that fast. We have Ted Raimi here. Ted Raimi is playing himself. <laughs> Ted Raimi. If you don't know Ted Raimi, him and his brother helped made Evil Dead, which is focused on the Necronomicon, which is the Book of the Dead, which is in this story. The Necronomicon is in Dude. this story, and it's like, oh. bitch. Yeah, relax. You're like, oh! I didn't mean to kick it. You're quaking. <laughs> um, it's literally a reference to Evil Dead, and he, you know, Ted Raimi's character is like, oh, I've had this in the family for a long time. He's like, there used to be a key for it, but I lost it. And it's like, oh, but I have it right here. And it's, <laughs> it has the same campiness of Evil Dead. Like, even later, a character... Well, so they, they unlock the book, and then they immediately read a passage. And if you know Evil Dead, if you read a passage, bitch, someone's going to turn into a demon. So Ted Raimi turns into a demon. And at one point, he infects that, that bitch earlier, the racist one. And she turns into a creature and another guy. And, like, you know, when they're attacking, there is even this one point when I was like, oh, someone's someone's going to say groovy. Someone's going to say groovy because that is um, Bruce Campbell's thing in the series. He says groovy. And, yeah, someone says groovy. So it was very, like, definitely uh, fan service to do that. Yeah, um, there were some Easter eggs. I liked it. I enjoyed uh, that. It, they go back and forth between studio spaces. You know, it kind of shows that the parallels of, like, what's going on. I, and I love when things show uh, what's going on to other people at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so like it shifts over and like they're dealing with the drama of like switching shows, X, Y, Z. The demon, you know, goes between studios and like fucks some bitches up. There's this weird like puppet bitch. uh, Oh yeah. Gets the book and is like reading the book. Cause they're basically what's happening. She has like the racist lady. She's like, has her own demons talking to her. She's like, you're never going to be anything, you dumb, miserable bitch. And she's like, I'm sorry, daddy. I'm like, what is yeah, going on it, here? It's weird. Uh, but she has this puppet, which is like her character for the kid show. And that also gets possessed. And so like the whole thing is like this demon is trying to read this this book on live television to, uh, you know, get everyone under its, its, its spell, etc. So the puppet picks up the book and it's like reading the book. And it's like... <laughs> And uh, the way they kick the puppet and it just flies out of a window. I, it's, and like the zoom in of the puppet and like the eyes are glowing and it's like, ah! it was so funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's got all the campiness of Evil Dead in this, but like a different approach, which is why I like it. Yeah, it was so good. It was uh, probably my favorite show. One of my favorite ones. Um, I was going to say that's not because you don't. I mean, like, probably out of, like, the whole, like, out of all of Creep Show, like, this is in my, like, top tier out of season one and two. Like, this was just, to me, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it. So, Zanny, so I already said my number two, which was Night of the Living Late Show. So, what was your number one? Uh, my number one was Dead and Breakfast. Oh, my God, I'm shocked. <laughs> you didn't totally tell me this earlier. So, is there a reason why you ranked that the highest? I don't know. Uh, I just, to me, it seemed the most realistic, and I really loved the, uh the different tropes between the different generations kind of going at it at the same time. Um, and it just, uh, like you said, like it's, it's true crime, but it also kind of shows the light about how much people obsess over true crime to the point that it's like, like it's questionable at times. Mm-hmm. So I really just, I really liked it. It was a little slow, 
but I think they could have because uh, in the beginning we obviously need like an icebreaker and it's like the grandmother killing somebody I was like I think we could have cut out the beginning because the whole point of the story is to be like did she really kill anyone it's like well yeah uh, we saw this in the beginning so that we know it's true I would have liked if we didn't know that and we got more time fleshing out the characters and then the reveal at the end which is there are dead bodies there because we know the whole time yeah the grandmother killed somebody because we just saw it in the beginning of this episode that i don't know it could have been cute i just there's things that i could have maybe changed but i loved it it was still my number one also i just like that concept like dead and breakfast i love puns uh it already had me uh like giggling before i even watched it you know mm-hmm. what was your number one i just want to say though whoever titles these episodes we need to do a little bit better night of the living late show i feel like should have just been anything that's like night of this dead this public television of the dead i guess it's like evil dead but you know like a lot yeah. of them, especially last season, were like that. I'm like, okay, whoever is on the well, team. Well, also, like, I looked at my list now, and I was like, Night of the Living Late Show. And I was like, I don't even, like, Sibling Rivalry, there's a thing that's like, oh, sibling. Yeah, I don't uh, see how this is correlation I, to I, Night I, of the model. Living Late Show. I have, I literally, I was like, what the fuck is Night of the Living Late Show? And I was like, I don't know why I ranked that. And then I was like, what was Night of the Living? And then when you were like, VR, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes no sense. Besides maybe the fact that, like, he watches it late at night when his wife is asleep. But he even does it, does it in the day, so... I don't know. Yeah. My number one was public television <laughs> of the dead because mm. I feel like it was so nostalgic. Like even when you see this fake Bob Ross character like painting and it's just mm-hmm. the music is really nice. It's like whimsical kind of like soft, like happy music. It's not like, you know, daily vlog music, but it's, it's music that's supposed to make you feel something. And even when you see the main uh, character who works at the station, like watching it and she's smiling, like, you know that this show means something to her and the characters like each other. And even when she cancels his show, he's like, oh, well, can we do another one? Because he's just a positive person. And I think a lot of people can resonate to watching Bob video, Bob Ross videos and being like, that was their time to just not talk about anything dramatic, something over exciting. It was just like a calm thing to just be peaceful. And I think that it gives you that like sad moment of, this person who is just doing something innocent and this happens to people they just do something innocent and then you know obviously that's not going to get the ratings you want and then obviously the evil dead reference like come on so that's why it's my i have a poster of evil dead right here like i'm going to i'm going it's not even it's a japanese it's huge i'm not going to Pull it up right now. It's gonna make well, so I literally noise. turned around because people and I said, "Yeah, it's right there. It's right there, Sandy." Um, so yeah, that was my number one. So that was our official ranking of our list, nine to one. Y'all can you know split it up how you listed it because we kind of just both gave our own. So overall thoughts on the season for me, I think that these stories were better than the first one. Sometimes less is more. I know the second or the third season is out and they have more episodes. I wasn't scared. I need a, I need something to scare me a little bit. The stories are interesting, but I need a little bit. I need a little more scare. There was very few times that I watched it where I, because well, I would say that even the first one, like the first half of the season, was almost uh, funny, and the second half uh, for got, this like, season or the first season for the first season, and the second okay. half got like because at first I was I was watching it with like my friends and Tristan. And I was like, uh, my drag sister, Kiana, um, and we were watching it and we were like, this is funny. Like, this is camp. Like, this is everything, you know, tee hee And then, you know, we went to the club and then I came home. I was like, I'm going to watch the rest of them by myself. Uh, and I was like, this is different alone. Mm-hmm. But then I like looked at it and I was like, no, it's just the, the plot was just significantly 
more spooky the last couple episodes of season one. Mm-hmm. Season two, it was like um, less spook and less um, like prosthetics and less that energy and more uh, like psychological thriller, which I like psychological thriller. Don't get me wrong. I like the energy of Creepshow because Creepshow to me is a really good mashup of comedy, psychological thriller, like uh, regular horror. Like it's just, it's a big mashup of I all of these things. I think it just needs a balance. But there needed to be more. I definitely wanted more that. Like I wanted more on the edge of the seat, like boom, you know? Honestly, I think we get the balance like the model, the model episode, the model kid episode is obviously very different from sibling rivalry. Like one is more comedy focused, but I think I just need a balance of what's funny and gets dark or just like if something is serious i feel like it just needs to have those horror moments that make me go like oh my god you know i haven't necessarily felt scared watching this like when i watch barbarian bitch i'm on my seat when i watched barbarian i was on my seat watching that movie and bitch when i was watching x i was on my seat like i need a moment in the show this tv program because i know they got greenlit for season four like i just need that <gasps> moment where i'm like fourth wall what if this is an episode of creep what if this is a creep show episode right and it's two people who review the show and we're like we just wanted more we just wanted more we just wanted more and well, then bitch, the director's watching, i want to be in a and fucking the director's watching thing. And the director's like, oh, y'all wanted more? Actually, you know what's a gag? Is I tweeted out that my Barbarian review was out, and the producer of the film, like, liked my tweet. I was like, period. This is foreshadowing. One of us is gonna die. Um, what? This is foreshadowing, because we're reviewing Creepshow, and we're like, we want more. Give us more. And then the director's creeping on your stuff for one of these other movies, and then it's gonna, if this was a show, it would then cut to the scene of the director of Creepshow being like, hmm, and clicking pause, and then researching where we live, and then doxing us, and then coming and murdering God, us. Doxing us, oh my god! Or uh, and then it then it cuts to the, your next podcast, and we're like, yay! And it's me and you getting murdered. Oh, that's a little. Does that mean he edited it and uploaded it? So, yeah. <laughs> um, so was that like any other overall thoughts about the season? Um, it was really good. I do. I love. I do love a psychological thriller. I just want a little bit more, like you said, a little bit more grit and. Uh... <clears throat> To, to, to put it on the edge of my seat. I'm very excited for season three. I also am excited for like the little mini shorts, and, like the movies and stuff that they have. Uh, those look exciting. I yeah, um, they had this. They've already had movies, so yeah, um, from a long time ago. They do have a a, a recent like individual one. They did a, like a Christmas special, so we, mm-hmm. maybe we can watch that sometime. And then they did like a, an animated special too. But I know season three has already come out. It come out. It came out last year, so. Shall we shall we review it? Sammy? Shall we review season three? I think we should. I'm excited. I love it. I'm like, I'm gonna be not? sad when uh when we catch up or we catch up because I'm like, this is actually really fun, and I'm like, we watched them all. Hmm. Well, bitch, by the time we catch up, we're gonna have Dragula. So. Ooh. So. Oh yeah, we are almost there. Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at zanny.ex. That's z-a-n-n-y dot e-x at. Instagram. I was Instagram.com. <laughs> uh, you can also find me on Twitter. It's just ZannyX. And uh, you can find me floating uh, around town in the Kansas City circuit hosting uh, Monday morning on Mondays. It's a really cute alternative show. It is the only alternative show of the city. We bring in a lot of out of town entertainment. You should come. It's really good. It's really cool. And I'm Tara Card. That's T-E-R-R-A-H-C-A-R-D. You can find me under most platforms under that name. You can find this podcast on Stay on the Line. 
on Facebook, Stand the Line Podcast, on Instagram, Stand the Line TC, on Twitter, and then on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash stand on the line, where you can get extra bonus content. And at the highest tier, the pee pee tier, you get your name right out on the podcast. So I'm going to pull you up right now. pee pee tier, we got Matt King, we've got Caitlin B, Willow Whisper, Kiki, Keith W, Poe Bray, uh, Zing Cat, Coronation, and Rebecca Carlson. So if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, you can for just $1. You get commentary tracks. And you get uh, the audio episodes early at free. And then at the $3 tier, you get the video edition as well as the stuff I just stated before. And then at the $7 tier, you get bonus content videos. And then, yeah, all that shenanigans. So, yeah, it's <laughs> patreon.com forward slash stay on the line. Like, y'all literally, if you cannot tip me and at my shows, I would prefer it if you actually just subscribe to the Patreon, even if it's just $1. One dollar. That's twelve dollars for the whole year that you would support me. So you can do that. I want to be. I want to hit my goal of twenty-five. I got some shows in person, but I'll be working on a little bit of my drag, and hopefully, I can get some spooky looks out. Um, because I want to make outfits with liquid latex on them to give it texture. But I just oh, I want to do that so bad. I just don't know how to do that. I'm Tara Card, and I'm Zanny X. And make sure you stay. On the line. Bye. Hey, guys. If you're listening this far into the podcast, I need you to go to iTunes or anywhere that you can review your podcast. And I would love it if you left a rating and a review on this podcast. It would mean a lot, preferably five stars and a good rating. And just leave a comment there. A positive one. Don't call me an idiot or anything like that. That would be kind of mean. And if you hear that, that's Sunny in the background. She's here for this ad break. You're going to hear her on every episode that there's going to be an ad break now. So. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Oh, uh, can I do one in Spanish? Sure. Bienvenidos. Estás escuchando al podcast de Tera Card. Stay on the line. Si estás escuchando, lo puedes encontrar en iTunes, Google Podcasts, y donde quieras que puedes escuchar el audio de Stay on the Line. Por favor, deja cinco estrellas, si puedes, de todo este comentario que vamos a hacer. Gracias por todo y tengan buena noche. Yeah! What she said. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Gracias. Or how Americans say, Dana-da. Thanks, Dana-da. <laughs>